passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Hi there, and welcome to the Full 90 Soccer Time podcast, our weekly look into Seattle Sounders FC, garbage American soccer culture, host outrage, and an attempt to understand the bare altarist soccer league funded entirely over player safety, MLS. We're your hosts from mornings on 1077 The End. I'm Gregor, and he's been in the locker room, on the pitch, and in the stats booth at CenturyLink Field. He's Rhino Dong Randy from Florida. (laughs) Howdy! <laughs> Do us a quick solid and click on through to Apple Podcasts and give us a rating. Oh gosh, definitely five stars. But primarily, leave us a comment. We just want to know your favorite ever ESPN Wide World of Sports. Definitely a soccer stadium field. Is it field one or field two? And I don't even know if those are the numbers that they give it, but those are the ones that they have decorated to pretend like there's a soccer tournament at the professional level going on. Yeah, it's uh, field sixty nine actually. And 420. And 420. <laughs> Which is your preferred field? It's <laughs> actually a pretty pretty serious question that I've got there. Yeah. Um, let's see. This week, uh, we're just here so we don't get fined. Sounders FC take on the Florida didn't want us Midwest Whitecaps in a battle for seeing who will actually wake up for this cup 6 a.m. on Tuesday morning. Oh, boy. It's actually... Um, it's it's actually FC Chicago. I'm combining the two teams there. Um, Chicago has been moved into the same group as Seattle Sounders FC after Nashville had to be kicked out and FC Dallas were kicked out of our group. They took the six-team group and balanced things out. So effectively, this is a battle of elimination. If you could survive and not get coronavirus, you could stay. <laughs> it's, it's crazy because the Sounders will have played um, Chicago, which is in the Eastern Conference, uh, 
will play them twice this season, which typically you would only play an Eastern Conference team once. So uh, while trying to make sure, but like by moving, so Nashville, I think, is currently in the Western Conference, um, technically. Uh, Chicago will, um, yeah, I mean, it's going to throw the ballot. Like they've done all of this work to try to make sure that the, the by, by splitting all of these groups into conferences, like Eastern Conference, Western Conference, they try to do all this work to make sure the schedules are still balanced. And now it's going to be all out of whack. Hey, shout-outs to Sporting Kansas City, who confirmed Friday, according to LATimes.com, who confirmed Friday that one of its players had tested positive for COVID-19. All right, another team that could potentially be out of this tournament. Oh, don't worry. They are. Um, they were still training even after that positive test. So, <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Well, Terrific. Okay, this is crazy. So you just said that uh, FC Dallas got um kicked out of the tournament or not kicked out they were asked to leave or they voluntarily left they were dismissed they were voluntold to leave and (laughs) um uh so it turns out though that fc Dallas is still in the bubble in disneyland or disney world or whatever uh i don't know why like they can't just go home back to maybe Texas is like no more cases, please. <laughs> yeah, the, the Texas is trying to play the dick, the most dick move ever, where they're like, "We're not having anyone from Florida here. We don't yeah. need any more of that." Well, so so FC Dallas is still within the bubble, but are they like within their own bubble within the bubble? So it's like are bubble they, bubbleception. Are they double bubble? They're double bubble. FC Dallas double FC double bubble Frisco. <laughs> there we go. I like, I like the old double bubble. Yeah. So Sounders played a very soccery soccer match in Orlando against San Jose. Uh, it was an ugly affair, to say the least. A 0-0 draw, like the worst soccer score possible, especially for Americans. Uh, I'm blown away by what we saw out there. A very slow and tired Sounders squad who looked like the quality, you could see the innate quality is there, but that the heat just sapped it out of them. But more so about how... San Jose was the first team to arrive in Orlando and how that seems to have paid off. I'm really blown away that they left the comfort of almost coronavirus-free Santa Clara, California, where they only have 5,000 confirmed cases of COVID-19. That's where San Jose is. That's their county. That's where Apple and Cupertino's there and everything. They only have 5,000 confirmed cases. Florida's averaging double that every single day. And Santa Clara County has only had 5,000 since the beginning of the coronavirus pandemic outbreak. It appears to have paid off, though, because they looked the much fresher team. Both uh, the they had way less cramping happening. They appeared to be a little zippier, and they had so much possession. Well, the reason that they uh, that they were there so early is because they literally were not allowed to train back in in Santa Clara, California. So. Mm. Um, they, you know, the Sounders were allowed by the county or by the state or whatever, I think by the county to be able to still train at Starfire with, you know, appropriate social distance, blah, blah, blah. I don't know, whatever. Yeah. Um, so San Jose, literally, it was it was go to Florida to be able to not suck terribly in this tournament and not have like your first game be your first time back touching a soccer yeah. ball. Um, and for the Sounders, it was go to Florida as late as possible because... <laughs> Who wants to spend that much time in Florida? Uh, yeah, it makes me. It makes me think though that like uh, a San Jose, good for them. They got it right. But if I was like thinking this through, based on how much coronavirus is there, I would have gone somewhere. Yeah, like a Montana or something like that. I would have found a place that's like there's no cases, sure. high altitude. Get your lungs really in shape and then fly down. But it seems like that they played it really well. Well, and that's it's 
they they yeah i mean they they stacked up against the sounders incredibly well and i'm not sure a lot of this is is how much can you actually take from this game so we we both watched live and mm-hmm. it was uh putrid <laughs> like it was <laughs> it was terrible right but but also how much do you expect from a bunch of guys who haven't played a, a competitive game of soccer in 120 something days right yeah. uh the it was it was like the first preseason scrimmage match that you see um where nobody really can do anything you know the 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 sharpness isn't there for any of these players but what you do lack in sharpness you uh make up in chaos with your center backs you make up in new who <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's uh <laughs> oh my god so it's um it was a chaotic affair and the heavy legs was so crazy to watch everyone just kind of be stumped except for christian rolled on who looks like he's gonna fall over dead like in the dying seconds of the match a ball breaks for him and he still can turn up the heat he like still could channel something from deep inside the decision making the um effectively what the problem is is we have a center back central central uh, soccer problem the center backs worry me so much everyone's like no no Ariaga's good Ariaga's good and I don't think he's bad he's just really worrisome like when's that card gonna come and we found out real fast <laughs> that it's gonna come in the first half yeah like early in the first half <laughs> it's yeah. uh it's it's between we always talked about how um between when you had a guy like Ariaga it's really good to have somebody like Chad Marshall next to him who's mm-hmm. like a level head and yeah. he's going to stay back while Ariaga goes and like scissor kicks a guy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, or you have, uh, or you have like even Kim Ki Hee, who can be a little bit rash, but you know, for the most part plays very technical and very well. Uh, but then you put like Yamar and Ariaga next to each other, which is basically like having Roman Torres and Ariaga next to each other, which <laughs> is two guys who at any moment might kill a guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah or might take off and go play forward for a yeah, few minutes like right. you don't or like even worse is you have those guys next to new who <laughs> <laughs> which is why for like a majority of this match you have jordan morris playing left back it's i mean and you see new who doing these like croif turns or whatever like the, yeah, the yeah. where he's like in front of like the central defenders who look like they could definitely die from like exhaustion and he's doing that stuff and then passing back to the like all of the principles of defensive clearing the ball out the window to do some fancy footwork when you look like you can't even run is like, it is not only the physical bodies are bad, but the brains aren't working either. It's crazy. The uh, Steve uh, at SC fac on Twitter said this. He said, that's so clumsy from Yamar. I trust one of our four defenders to not do something crazy and cost the team. That's a worry. Of course, he's talking about Kelvin Leardam, who had a pretty good game, I'd say. He had an awesome cross there for a chance for a goal a couple of times, and he was he almost led to that Rui Diaz goal that was like really sweet. So, yeah, the like if I were any team <laughs> lining up against Seattle right now, I'd be like, let's run down that our right side and just overwhelm them there because they're bound to do something stupid. Yellow card, new who, <laughs> <laughs> like, and and I mean we saw those action figure legs going mad at points, and it was awesome, and it made it's all the things I love about new who, but also all the things that make me cringe. To be fair, I think um, outside of a couple moments where he worried me, knew who had a good game as well. He had, yeah, he, had he had a cross that almost ended up in a goal uh, in, in a in a goal for yeah. I think Rui Diaz or Jordan Morris or somebody like that. Um, he he 
played a little bit smarter than I'm used to seeing him play. He just also had these like bicycle kick clearances that uh, are have become his and Jimmy Traore's trademark. So, which center back do you put your of the two center backs? Which do you see being the one to get the first red card? Huh. Uh, well, I'm gonna go with Ariaga. Um, I think <laughs> I think Yamar had a had a pretty good game. I think that uh, I, I'm trying to remember if he played in either of, either of the first two games of the season. I think he got a few minutes. The, those don't count, Brandon. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. Um, so those are I'm, from the before times. I'm gonna go ahead and say the guy who has a has at least I think two red cards for the Sounders in his debut season last year. So uh, I'm gonna go with him. My buddy Danny on Twitter, Danny V Hill, was like, uh, "What? Why would you? Why do you say that you're worried about the central central defense, the center backs?" And I was like, "Well, Yamar <laughs> um, is Yamar going to Yamar, yeah, um, and Ariaga." Is in the stat that they gave that Taylor Twelman gave seventeen starts for the Sounders and thirty goals given up. That's a problem. Now Sounders still managed to become MLS Cup champions, but like that's terrifying. I think I think uh, what what our this central defense is going to uh, make up for after all of those goals given up is the fact that. Half of that game, Yamar was making deep runs from the central defense all the way to the top of the opposing uh, the opposing team's 16-yard box and uh, trying to figure out what to do with the ball from there. Basically, and I don't want to get too deep into the technical, uh, like, what happened in this game, but the Sounders midfield was non-existent. They were pinned back against the central de- our own central defense uh, yeah. most of the entire game. And so Yamar took it upon himself to dribble, like, 50 yards down the field and try to do something himself. Uh, and it didn't work out because he's not Nico Ladero. Uh, <laughs> but Who was pretty non-existent in this game, which was yeah, crazy. Yeah. But I think that, yeah. I think that, uh, you know, they can give up 30 goals if Yamar is going to, if Yamar is going to Yamar and, and try to slip a few balls in for assists this year. I like that. I like that. Um, Rui Diaz, in an effort to make him a little bit more fresh, a little more aerodynamic, got that haircut that is obviously like a fend to cut through uh, to cut through the Florida air. It didn't didn't really work out just yet, but I feel like you pass the ball to Rui Diaz, a problem that we had all last season that we complained about. Get the ball to Rui Diaz, maybe run it down the side, kick it into him. He tries to do something crazy and score a goal once in a while. It seemed like the few chances that he had, he's not fresh, but like. It's going to convert at some point. More yeah, Rui Diaz. There were a couple points where it was like, uh, first of all, his haircut makes him look like he's a side character from the Peruvian version of Train Spotting. Uh, <laughs> and I thought he looks like someone from Double Dragon, which is an 80s video game, which also makes him look badass. Yeah. Uh, I uh, I just miss I, I miss his like emo. Uh, sorry emu haircut <laughs> that he had before <laughs> thank you uh thank yeah you. but wasn't it like uh last season it was some crazy statistic like every 69 touches he was he was scoring a goal <laughs> yeah I, exactly and so get him the ball yeah that brings us to the most important player for seattle it's the name brand hydration fluid man of the match your name brand hydration fluid man of the match stefan fry Obviously, name brand hydration fluid, drink it or die. Alternately, dip your dong garber in it. <laughs> Rhino dong Randy approves. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen Fry was the uh, the part where he made that huge save and it looked like he was hurt. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. That, that could be disastrous for this yeah, team. Yeah. You, you know that the fitness is a problem when even your goalkeeper starts cramping up. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. I didn't, I don't know. Who else to even consider for the man of the match? I, I don't even, I don't know what 
it's not that the players were bad or that there wasn't there was just any kind of lack of spark. I think you're just crushed by the almost like it's a figurative but literal wet blanket of Florida air. Mm-hmm. Like you're probably more worried about iguanas falling from the sky than anything as you are playing in this match. It's again I question why Orlando in July. I know the answer, but like, what do you, again, was Montana not available? Like, <laughs> was somewhere that doesn't have coronavirus and somewhere that's beautiful? It's harder, available? it's harder to meet all of your sponsor, uh, your sponsor obligations in Montana than it is at the ESPN wide world of sports. <laughs> it's like, is Disney one of the sponsors? Oh, it's ESPN. ESPN, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I wonder if Disney's behind this, if they're like, uh, obviously the insane Florida governor is behind this, but like, uh, yeah. I wonder if, if there's uh, part of it is Disney that they're going to be like, just outside of Disney World Orlando. If that, oh, I hadn't even thought about that. Yeah. That's so obvious now that I think that through. Anyway, yeah, Stephen Fry, massive Yeah, a great saves. game. Big saves. The, the, goal, the goalkeeper for San Jose kept them in it too, because ultimately no one looked great. No. All right, time to get critical. Let's look at who is hot, hot. who is garbage, garbage, and how Florida is hot garbage. Hot garbage. We haven't done this one in a long time. Hot. 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 Literally Florida. Yeah, I. They, people were saying that the most exciting thing about this game was f- trying to guess whether or not the storm would actually make it to the stadium. I guess there was this like massive lightning storm that was getting closer and closer to the ESPN wide world of sports. Uh, and people were curious if the game was going to get delayed. People actually were praying that the game would get delayed because of how bad it was. <laughs> like, well, if the storm could just come in, then yeah. I could turn this off and go back to anything else. I, I think we learned about something that was hot. Hot. Yeah. And that is Shandon Hopiow, the Sounders' new uh, 21-year-old signing who has been playing for the Tacoma Defiance, has a neck tattoo. Hi. Do you think that his neck tattoo was given by Raul Ruiz Diaz? <laughs> yes. So I oh, think maybe it's one of those things where you lick the neck and then... Uh, that's how you get coronavirus. Never mind. Yeah, yeah no neck licking. No necking. Uh, I think like what happened could, like, is... transfer. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, the, yeah, like, yeah. The stamp for a club, like you like lick yeah. it and then you touch it to someone else's hand and then you both yeah, have yeah. the stamp to get back in. Yeah. I it, yeah. I think what happened is uh, uh, Raul Diaz ran out of space for neck tattoos and so mm. he's just now paying Shandon Hopiao, who's 21 and probably making new who money, uh, to take <laughs> <Probably>. on <laughs> to take on any extra uh, neck tattoos that he would get. So eventually, Shandon is going to have like all of Raul Diaz's kids' names tattooed <laughs> on his neck. <laughs> He's going to have, like, the flag of Peru on the other side. It's like neck space for lease. Yeah. Uh, hot. Hot. Brian Schmetzer, certified thirst trap. Who? Okay, wait. Who gives away the certifications for thirst trappiness? I think uh, uh, Tropic Sounders does. Oh. Yeah. How so? Uh, so, first of all, I think everybody noticed this. I... What what you don't realize is that Brian Schmetzer, beneath his like dad look that he's got going on at every yeah. uh, match, and his in his like nice guy attitude, and oh, all of the guys are tough kids and they're gonna recover. He's got some uh, as as uh, Tropic Sound says it. Brian Schmetzer is jacked AF. Those construction worker arms popping out that T-shirt. Hey, Zaddy. <laughs> <laughs> Hot. Hot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, uh, uh, I think Brian Spencer has been, uh, taking this coronavirus pandemic to, uh, hit the gym and get swole. Uh, he is, uh, he's, they're going to do a remake of Over the Top, the Sylvester Stallone arm wrestling movie starring Brian Schmetzer. 
I'd like to say that we've we've talked about hot grandma before. I think we've got hot grandpa. Yeah, for sure. Good job. Uh, yeah, he is. He was definitely looking pretty ripped, and then with his sweatpants on, it was like the best hot grandpa, <laughs> hot grandpa. possible. I'm trying to I, now. I'm trying to think of like. Um, I there a while back. I saw this Twitter thread that was like, if you if if you put all of the American soccer coaches in a ring and ask them to fight, who would win? I'm oh. I'm putting Brian Schmetzer up there nowadays. Uh, I'm, it's definitely not Bruce Arena. That guy no. looks like he can barely move. Like he's like he looks like he's pretty riddled with arthritis or something. At that point, they're just gonna play in the Bruce Arena. <laughs> Bruce Arena Arena welcomes you to Coach Fight to the Death. The Death. <laughs> okay. All right. Settle down. Uh, there's just one thing I want to really focus on for garbage. Garbage. And that is that one specific San Jose set piece. God, you're going to have to be very specific because those were terrible. All of them were terrible. It, it was early on. They're lining up from about 35 yards out at the top of the field there. They're, everything is ready to get going. This is their first big opportunity to make a set piece. Makes a difference. And the guy kicks it straight to the feet of the Sounders. And it was like, I was like... I've never seen a worse set piece in my life from a professional athlete, and thank you. And on top of that, Taylor Twelman is like, oh, that was a good idea. <laughs> good idea, guys. Good idea. Have, is it the part where you just give the ball to the other team and then they have the counter set up? Is that the good idea? First of all, Taylor, the S in, in SJ Earthquakes does not stand for set pieces, it turns out. <laughs> That's the SPJ. Yeah. <laughs> Earthquakes. And... And uh, second of all, Taylor Twelman, who uh, I'm just going to go ahead and say garbage. Garbage. Taylor Twelman. <laughs> Finally, a what, can we do a quick case of uh, hot garbage? Yeah. Um, hot garbage. Hot garbage. Jordan Morris playing the role of breaking case of new who left back. <laughs> He's the emergency left back as if it was like a fire extinguisher and you break yeah. in case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's so new who. That's my new uh, catchphrase. I said it in the match, like something happened. I'm like, oh my God, that's so new who. And there's no one in the room with me. And I'm like, oh, where's Brandon? But there was like a hidden cam that did one of those boyoings on you. <laughs> I feel like a 1990s sitcom on after Blossom. I'm like, that's so new who. Thursdays at eight. I think we've done that exact joke before, but anyway. Yeah, there were so many. There were so many times, in, especially throughout the first half, where um, knew who it wasn't like knew who was like way out of position or anything like that. Jordan Morris just happened to also be playing left back alongside knew who, just in case something happened. Spencer's like he like took out his like big forearms and was like, "Listen here, Morris, <laughs> you're playing left back also, but I'm not gonna make it official. I'll fire your dad if you screw up. <laughs> All right, I'll do it. I'm sorry." Tuesday morning, bright and early, 6 a.m. Seattle time. Seattle Sounders FC versus not FC Dallas. Welcome Chicago to Group B. There's a match number two of group play here for Group B on, again, Tuesday morning, 6 a.m. I will be awake because I'm a morning radio host, but boy, that's a tough ask for a lot of people who've been working from home and sleeping in the extra bit. If you have kids, I'm sure this is no problem for you. This is... um. This is an East versus West battle, which is unique to our group and tournament, as you mentioned earlier. What are we looking at here, though, Brandon? Well, it's like I said earlier, this is one of the um, what, of the two legitimate games that happened before the world went into lockdown. 
Chicago was one of the games that the Sounders played, uh, and they won. They won two to one. So as far as precedent goes for the season, which by the way is completely out of the window, the Sounders should be able to uh, go into this game somewhat confidently. To get two goals from uh, Jordan Morris, uh, they it was a come behind, come from behind victory against Chicago. Don't don't make that face. I, I, I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> Did, yeah, is that the one where I'm in the photo? Is that the, the come come from behind victory? Is that the one where I'm in the photo? Like, <laughs> yeah, I, uh, maybe. Sorry, yeah, I was just checking Jordan... to see if Rhino Dong Randy was behind me. <laughs> Based on the look on my face with your with your guffaw or your uh, snafu. There we go. Yeah. Um, but is that the one where I'm behind Jordan Morris screaming in the stands after he scores that goal to uh, to take the Sounders ahead? I love that. Yeah, one. probably. <laughs> uh, it... You don't remember from the playoffs last year? Yeah, that was no, no, no. This was the, I'm talking about the beginning of this season. It was when this game happened. Oh, yeah. Never mind. I'm full of crap. Yeah, garbage. Okay. Uh, anyway, it's hard to expect anything from any of these games anymore because nothing matters and nothing is real. And the wizard bird has transported us into this obviously terrible timeline. If you're willing to get up at 6 a.m. and catch another 90 minutes of the same garbage that we watched uh, against mm-hmm. San Jose, uh, you know. If you're a morning show host in Seattle or, um, I, like, I don't know, a garbage man watching on your ESPN app on your phone or whatever. Safe. Yeah. <laughs> when we're watching uh, Chicago, do you know any other players who we should look out for to be a, a problematic? I, I'll say that there are two guys uh, specifically to watch out for. Well, there, there's many. They, they signed CJ Sapong, who's a MLS veteran who um, can always score goals and always looks dangerous. Looked dangerous in his first game for Chicago at the beginning of the year. But the the, the guy that scored against us, Robert Barich, uh, is is the one that scored against the Sounders earlier in the season. And Jordy Mihailovic is kind of their Jordan Morris, homegrown guy from Chicago uh very good at soccer he's in the u.s national team picture um he's no jordan morris but he's he's definitely a guy who's uh kind of rising to promise it, prominence within chicago this year and had a, a a pretty crucial role to play in that goal against the sounders earlier this season so uh jordy Mihailovic, robert barich those are kind of the two guys to watch motivation for these teams seattle sounders fc i would have to say drink your pickle juice good god the cramps out there looked bad yeah, I, I don't know. Eat some halftime bananas or something, or or, or as we said on Twitter, get the uh, get Smetcher's shot of hydroxychloroquine or however you say that. <laughs> Everyone, come on, let's boost up. Let's go. Uh, do you think it's a banned substance? Do you think if they took pee tests that they'd see that and be like, no, 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 we don't care to keep you from getting coronavirus with this fake with this fake solution. You could only inject Clorox because the president <laughs> said so. Check his butthole. Has he put a ultraviolet light up there? It's like an episode of Scrubs. <laughs> so, Brandon, this uh, this game I watched from my couch, yelling to no one, annoying my wife upstairs. I'm sure this year I'll be watching this year this match on Tuesday morning. I'll be watching from the ESPN Wide World of Sports home studio built by Randy Baralter in my bedroom, streaming on a second screen while we go. How about you? Where are you gonna catch it from? Uh, uh it's being at six in the morning, uh, I will not be up. I will probably be laying in my bed with a cup of coffee. Uh, next to Don Garber after things went too far at the kissing booth. <laughs> Before I read the second half of that sentence, I thought for sure that you got another dog and named it Don Garber. <laughs> nope, but now I know what I'm going to do <laughs> for my next one. Let's take a look into the Crystal Pepsi ball and figure out what it is that you see for this imminent future where Seattle Sounders FC take on Chicago and their terrible crest. 
Tuesday morning, 6 a.m. Seattle time. What's your prediction? It is like so hard to predict anything that's going to happen in these terrible, terrible matches. Um, I mean, and, and I'm not just talking about the Sounders versus uh, San Jose match. Like all of the matches so far have been terrible. Really? Uh, I'm going to go. I think I predicted like three nothing for the Sounders against San Jose. I did, could not have foreseen how bad the Sounders would be. You got half of that, right? <laughs> yep. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say it's going to be something stupid, but I'm going to go with like two to one, uh, two to one Sounders. I'm going to say another zero zero draw because I think that all of Group B could end in a tie. How would you? How would you do any? How would you? I I would wonder like it would it would be like the like the nine hundredth tiebreaker rule that they have. They'd be like. Who had the prettiest shoelaces?